angels live in my town. So listen the f*** up. It's crazy. This sounds like you actually have something to say. Oh, good for you. What the fuck is he talking about? You guys are doing terrific. This is great, I see. I think every American should be watching this. What's good? Everybody, Mikey, back in the fold or in the cut, whatever people say. It's another Angels of My Town, everybody. Gonna be a good one today. We've I got, got a feeling. Big episode. Got a big episode. Buddy, if people are gonna see it, it's displayed. We've got a Canadian legend on the show today. Canadian legend, metal legend, metal legend, rock legend, pioneer, pioneer, uh, uh, and a beautiful man. Very nice man. And yeah. a very nice man. And beautiful, I mean, his spirit. His energy. From what the, we've talked to him before the show setting this up, yeah, wonderful man. He's just, well, if you've seen the uh, documentary Anvil, so we got Lips, uh, the yep. lead singer of Anvil. Uh, if you've seen the documentary Anvil, this is Anvil. Correct. Or is it Anvil, the story of Anvil? I can't remember. Anvil, this, this is the Anvil. story of Anvil. Is it or the this story is Anvil? of Anvil? Whatever. Whatever it is, you can Google it. Google it. It's Google on it. YouTube, I think. Google it. At least the trailer is. It's an excellent documentary film Amazing. about this legendary Canadian rock band that started out in the 80s, like pioneer of uh, heavy metal rock. They were Their trajectory was like huge. They have a song called Metal on Metal. It's one of the best rock, uh, heavy metal songs ever. First three albums, yeah. The first three albums. And... Uh, and then it talks about how they just, they never blew up. They never crossed over. Never they never crossed over, never parlayed, never got the recognition they deserved in the States. And we've, we're going to talk to Lips about it. And ask him about it. We're going to ask him what happened. Yeah. How did it happen? Something's happened because they've had like a 40 or 50 year career. They have. And they've got what, 18 albums now? Something like, and a new one last year, 2019 and or it's, whatever. And it's year. funny, even after the whole metal craze ended, they're still plugging away. They're still plugging away on they're the grind. They're still, and... Pounding the Pavement, Pounding the which pavement. is the name of one of their albums. There you go. And they're still got like huge fan bases in other countries. Like I think Big Sweden, time. Japan, Japan, like, Germany, I Germany, think. Germany, they love them. Germany, they, love they chart. They love metal. They love metal and they love Anvil because Anvil's like literally one of the best metal bands ever uh, created by God. Um, <laughs> in this case, Lips. Uh, Lips. And, and the, the, the great drummer, Rob Reiner. He's uh, oh. unbelievable. And we've seen them together and we've we loved seen, it. We've seen them together. And at a show where there was like, what, 20 people? Thirty people. That one in the falls was quite, and you know what? They didn't. They didn't let up. Uh, they put on a show like there was a thousand people in the arena, buddy. You know, like twenty thousand people. people. They didn't the give arena. a fuck. Yeah. So uh, we're really excited Thanks. to have him on. We're excited about that later. We've got also we've got clips. Um, Some good clips coming up. We've got. Uh, we've got. We've got uh, well, uh, I mean, we've like, got a pick. What was the, the pick, pick calling contest? contest we're talking a little bit about Leo improvising that scene from uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yep. And um, then uh, we also wait, buddy. Well, like, let's talk about. Do you want to? What? I know you had something. Do we want to get it? Let's. Well, first of all, let's like Sean, stuntman, stuntman Sean. for the last episode last and the barber. Episode. And your claim I'm is, is because you I had you you deserved a part. That's why you're saying. Thanks for coming on. Sean was the third bike on last episode. You did a good job. Back our back alley barber. What? What? I think that's a great place. I can't wait till we open up again and we can fucking. He was a good haircut. dude. He gave you good good tips. He gave me a good tip, and I ordered on Amazon, by the way. I ordered that shit. It's awesome. Does not what? Looks full. What do you think it looks? You know, thick and full. What do you think keeps it up, slick? I should get that. Does it regrow hair? Because that would be nice. (laughs) I don't think so. It was not that expensive. It was crazy. Like most salon products, they recommend you're like hundreds of dollars. This one was like a twenty dollar item. He gave you a good back alley barber, giving the tips. Back alley tip, guys. When shit's going, go to him. 
Good dude, good shop. Good shop. Stuntman, thank you. The bracket was funny as shit. Bracket was great. Bring them back brackets. Bring them back brackets. BBC Mondays. We had a good show. Yeah, BBC Mondays. Guys, send in your BBC Monday send them in. videos. We want all those videos. Keep them coming in. We got a couple. We're sending out gift cards. You get five dollars. We get a co- we got a couple. We want a couple more. Yeah, let's get it going. Let's get, get a trending. Coffees, everybody. It's fun. Get some and Timbits, whatever you want. Let's buy some swag too, guys. We still got a couple shirts left. Not many. Not many. They're selling out. They're selling out. Well, they're selling. They're fast. limited supply, and we did a one run, and that's the last you're going to see of these t-shirts. The next run's going to be. I don't a different think we've style. ever talked about our commercial. The commercial would have been a good topic. We've had a couple shows go by, yes. and we've never mentioned our fucking we commercial. We like doing movie parodies. Mikey! We happy? We did a little movie. If you show. haven't seen the commercial, check it out and buy a fucking Wonderful. T-shirt. It's going for Food for Kids Niagara. Food We're donating to the children. We're feeding the children. Wu-Tang's for the children. Angels Living Our Town is for the children. children. And you know what? I have a feeling Anvil's for the fucking children. I think Anvil will... I, I, think he, well, we're, I don't I think th- Lips is going to not be against the children. I think Lips is going to buy a T-shirt. If not, Betty, we should give, give him one. one. Fuck it. Yeah. Anyways, we're hey, excited we'll, we'll about feed that. The children. Uh, I'm gonna go. Uh, you want you want to do messages, or you got a good story? I know you had something funny go on recently with a dentist. Yeah. You yeah. want to do the dentist first? Let's do the dentist sure. first. So, well, tell this story. You know, with lockdown happening and everything like that, and I just hadn't been to a dentist in like over a year. I hadn't been to a cleaning, which I know is, people are gonna be like, ugh, that's gross. It um, happens though. You're working. I, I, it's I, Monday to Friday. I floss and I brush my and the teeth. And the lock. Down hasn't happened. But then after you've taken a year off of getting cleanings, you get a little nervous about going to the dentist office. Like you fuck shit up. Well, I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm dreading. Like, what are they going to tell me? Like, I'm going to have to remove half my teeth and like, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm going to be like, uh, I'm going to have the word dentures or I don't know what the fuck they're going to tell me. I like, always worry that when I go there, they're going to be like, oh, your molars got to come out. And I'm like, oh man, because I've heard that's awful as you get older. Wisdom teeth. Wisdom, wisdom teeth. teeth. I got all molars. of them still. And they, you know, they me all, too. So they, they've told me, like, one dentist told me, if they don't bother you, don't get them removed. But then other dentists are like, no, you got to get them removed. They keep saying that till you get older to fuck with you. I know. I don't know what it is. They love so anyways, it. I go in for a cleaning. Yeah. And uh, it's t- there's two ladies in the room, okay? And I didn't think anything of it. There's one's a, the dental hygienist? I think one's the dental hygienist. Okay. And I think the other one's, I thought, was her assistant. Okay, I'm Assist, thinking, Assistant hygienist. I think there's an assistant. Okay. You know, they need That's to hand her tools or make notes or well, something. I've never seen that before. I didn't really think much of it. I just figured, you know, she's like in a little uniform. She's going to sit there. She was in uniform. Yeah. She had like a little scrub thing. Yeah. So they're both scrubbed up. They're scrubbed up. They got visors and shit. Sure. And I'm getting my teeth clean. I'm in my, you know, I'm I'm laying back. My mouth's open. And all of a sudden, the girl, the assistant girl, she starts like just chatting, just like talking, you know? What are they talking about? Well, I couldn't really tell because I think they're, they're, Persian and they are so they're um, speaking Iranian. They're speaking Farsi. Persian offensive? No. I. Uh, you know what? I, I'm married to a Persian. I don't think Persian's offensive. Okay, so they're Iranian, Persian, whatever you want to call. It. They're calling. They're speaking Farsi. They're speaking Farsi. And but you can tell they're like gossiping. They're like talking about because they're kind of giggling and laughing. And and well, his teeth so big. I don't know. So <laughs> I'm, th- I'm thinking to myself. I'm like they're fucking making fun of me. Yeah. They're talking about my teeth. They're like, oh my god, is this guy brush? Is this guy what a is that? What is that? Popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, and, but but then but then I've gotten the feeling because the one de- the, the hygienist occasionally speaks English, okay, and would say things like, "So did he do that?" or "Would so would you say?" or something like that. So I'm figuring she's talking about like her date. She went on like or like a date. another dude. Like she went on a date. The assistant. Yeah, and she's like gossiping. So so what do you do? I'm sitting there and I'm like, 
is she just like her friend just hanging out? <laughs> like, is she just like take your like, friend to work day? Yeah, I'm like, is she just? I'm like, <laughs> so at one point she stops because I'm think I'm like really uncomfortable. I'm like, what the fuck is she doing here? You know? And so I stop and I go, <laughs> and she goes, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I, 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 this is literally what I said. She goes, what are you doing here? And then she goes, she goes, uh. And so I'm like, she's like, so I'm here to help her, and I'm like, oh, because I th- I just thought you guys were just chatting. I was, I just thought you were her friend. You're just here to keep her company. Yeah. And then she's like, no, no, no. She's supposed to take notes. Oh, she a student? I no. She's supposed to like. She makes it says something. So then all of a sudden, after I mention this, it gets real professional. It's silent. Yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm paying for this teeth cleaning. I don't have coverage. dental coverage. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, by the way, this thing cost me two hundred dollars for a cleaning. <laughs> I didn't think the cleaning was going to cost me that much money, but it did. And if I'm paying $200 for a cleaning, I don't need them gossiping. Uh, you Pay know, attention. Well, but yeah, focus. I don't know. Maybe that was... So once I mentioned something, it was it was all business after that, buddy. Good move. <laughs> it was all business. I guess more like it. Sometimes you got to put people in check. Yeah. I thought, honestly, it was making me feel a little odd. It would have been funny if it would be like, like, you don't know what they're talking about, but you got the vibe that they're talking about their boyfriend and be like, well, does he have a big dick? <laughs> <laughs> and then they would, that would have, you would have been able to figure it out. How much does he make? <laughs> is he a, is he a, what is he, a quality man? What, quality what is, man, something like Samuels? a Kevin Samuels. A select man? Yeah, whatever the fuck it is. Oh, uh, boy. Well, yeah, it was a very awkward exchange. That's and... hilarious. That's such a good story. <laughs> <laughs> I thought maybe, I thought maybe she, at that point, she was going to be like this freaking asshole and she was going to like, you know, dig into my gums a little more, like find something. No, to she like, went back to professional. You know what? That says really a lot about her. When you call her out, she went back into business. Sometimes people slip. They get comfortable. They get comfortable. That's what they do. No, it's been no big deal. And she redeemed herself, just like our T-shirt guy. Always. You got to redeem. Redeem. Yeah. You'll call go back out. now. Redeem. You'll go back now. Yeah. Beautiful. It's a funny so, story. I liked it. <laughs> I, I thought that was interesting. I think the people wanted to hear that. I definitely wanted to fucking hear it. <laughs> look at those teeth. They look good. They did. They did, she, did good, she did a good job. She did a good job. She kept her mouth shut after that. I swear to God. <laughs> mouth <laughs> shut at the dentist. At the dentist. I'm like, this isn't coffee time. This isn't like we're, you know, you're not you're not playing mahjong yeah. and hanging out. No. And sometimes, you know what? People get caught up in work, and this probably is a friend. She's built a thing. But anyways, regardless. But I, I, I felt insecure about the. It's my, weird. I thought it's they were making story. fun of my teeth. I thought they were like, look oh, at this kid. Look at this guy yellow. Oh, my God. He's not going to have Does this teeth. guy even fucking floss? Yeah. Jesus. That's gross. Anyways, okay. funny story. Thank you. Roll on to the messages. 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 We want to save time for I our like boy Ambles. Let's get this show rolling because I'm excited. I'm going to spend lots of time with lips. I'm excited to spend some time with lips. So let's go. We got some messages. Uh, let me just find them here. I guess I should have them prompt. I do this all the time. Okay. We got our boy Carl. He's commenting on a show. Oh, the uh, Kenny show. Best show yet. Kenny was awesome. Very cool guest, very cool topics, awesome content. Good job, Mikes. Thank you. Very nice. Kenny was a good episode. I like that one. Kenny was a good episode. Then we got some people commenting on the Lisa one. Lisa. Actually, Lisa herself. Good job, guys. Thank you so much. I love it. This was such a great job. Lisa with the sleds. Thank you, Lisa. She commented. Yes, thank you. Then we got Robert chiming in, also on the same episode. Super good show, guys. The quality of the show just keeps getting better. Very nice. That Bobby. actually, Robert is Bobby Renshaw. Good Bobby, dude, Bobby. friend of the show. Then we've got one of our old friends, which I uh, we got here. We got Shayna. Shayna is always a super, super fan. Well, super fan Shayna, she likes, who's, she likes who's ordered three t-shirts. Not one, guys. Three. Three. 
That's what a super fan does, everybody. And supports a good cause. Yeah. You know, let's feeds feed the children. children. She's got her own children. She's feeding other children, too. Yeah, exactly. So she puts Doug from... So she's going back to the thing where Doug called in, I think. Doug from Stevensville is the best. And do you guys have tank tops? Shayna, we don't. We talked. Cut the sleeves off yourself. Support the kids. Support Make the t-shirt. Which she did. Three. And uh, surprising she brings up Doug... Because we haven't heard Doug for a while. Well, been a long time. And we well, got nothing from him. I'm going to lie to you. I'm trying to ignore that fucking guy because he, he fucked us. us over. He fucked us over he fucked on us. the show when he was, said he was going to call in. Big time. And then he played some uh, maniacal laughter from Krusty the Clown. You know, at least it wasn't um, Robert De Niro's laugh from uh, Cape Fear. Excuse me. You know? <laughs> Max Katie. Max Katie. Maybe that would have been a little more creepy. Yeah, I feel like he's like with the, uh, what's his line again? Um, eat my shorts? No, no uh, eat my shorts. Get what's, bent. What? Get, get bent, bent, Doug, yeah. Get bent. Yeah. He's yeah. a get bent guy. He's a get bent guy, <laughs> which would be like symptoms. Anyways, what Anyways. did she say about Doug? She said Doug from Stevensville is the best. That's all she said. I'm just saying she we haven't Doug heard. from Stevensville. We haven't heard. Fucking guy? We haven't heard from Doug in a while, which is I, weird. I, and I got I, nothing. I got nothing. He's ghosted like, us since like I called. killer. That's exactly what he's like. <laughs> you know, he strikes when you don't expect it. I have a feeling if we call him out, we might get some stupid because we haven't talked to him about because we were upset about that fucking bullshit well, call. Well, I am still upset with Doug and, you know. That was a bullshit call. I don't want to I don't want to invite him to call into the show again. No, now. we're done. We're done. Well, we're done. Well, we gave him we gave him your number. I think Doug, <laughs> if you want to come so, on the show again for real, you got to come in studio. For realsies? Come in studio? Got to come in studio. Does he want to relieve his identity to us though? Um, that's a good question. Because he's been busting possible... my butt, buddy. I'm a fucking peacock. Yeah, and like I'm, he's made fun of you. Makes fun of all of us. Yeah, both of us. Yeah. Anyways, and the show. We're, I, we haven't talked about him in a while. It only came up. Is it Shane possible it that up. he could come on with anonymity? Like, could he wear a disguise? Anonymity. Anonymity. Um, I don't know. I don't know. That's up to him, Doug. I don't know if I even want him on after that bullshit. I, set up I a know. call. Fuck you. Fuck Doug, it. Just we're send over. us some mis- messages. People like him, I guess. Yeah, I haven't heard from him. Yeah, send us okay. something because we're missing you because the show's plummeting without you. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, Except for today. Today is going to be a big show. Anvil, Anvil. in his house. Lips. Lips. All right, buddy. So what do we got going on today? We got, got uh, uh, pick calling you got contest. This, you got this clip you want me to you want me to watch. I haven't seen this. Okay. Clip yet. So there. So what this is is that this came across my feed the other day of someone playing. Uh, a metal song, which kind of goes into our guest a little bit. Someone took a pig calling contest. You're going to want to move to the 34 second mark or the first one. Um, is that um, they have like a contest wherever in Nebraska, wherever the fuck this is, where they do pig calling contests. Is it the 30 second mark? 34 second mark. They have people on stage and they call pigs. This is the original without the guitar player. Okay. Go ahead, play it. You're going to hear it. You're going to die. They have a contest where they call pigs. This is the contest. Who's the best pig caller? Okay. This guy looks like he'd be a good pig caller. Come on, pig. Piggy. Come on, piggy. Let this go. There's, there's another guy that comes oh, up so after Some him. people like they know that was, so a big, actually, that was a good pick call. Grew up in this city, so this guy's not a I professional pick Studied pickle. this and watched it and watched it, so we'll see how well I do today. 
This is hilarious, right? They do the suey, and then they're like, hey, pig come, and then they make a bunch of pig noises. Oh, wait, wait, I think I could do this. Do you want to try and do a pig call? Thank you. Go ahead, be my guest. Oh, this is the one you want to see. <laughs> I lost my spot. Yeah, Mike. Oh, sorry, bro. No, no, no. I was talking to her. Oh, her. <laughs> creepy as well. <laughs> Actually, hit this one from the beginning because there's a guy at the beginning. I fucked up. There's a guy at the beginning of this. It's pretty funny too. He's got a corn hat on. <laughs> so this video was popular about a year or two ago, but someone redid it with a metal guitar and they play a metal metal song to it. Which so is what am I playing now? Go play the beginning of this one again just so you can see the guy with the corn hat because the guy with the corn hat is pretty That's funny awesome. too. Just start right from the beginning. I fucked up. That's my bad. Like right there. That's good. That's good. The guy in the corn hat's perfect. Right there. You think pigs actually call to this? Freddy. Freddy. Exactly, right? Fred. Who the fuck's Fred? Wow. All right, so we saw this one. That was all right, my bad. So the next clip is, this came across my feed and I looked up the original. Someone took a metal guitar and made it into a metal song. This, this, <laughs> the second one. This Oh, the recording of the lady? No, uh, that, that, this one with the guy with the, the guitar. But you're going to want to skip since, to this um, is the one you want to skip to. Since you guys are clapping, can, I, mark, can I get a mark. clap? Like a steady clap? And start right there. Perfect. That's good. <laughs> Sounds good, right? It does. It, it fucks. <laughs> Go ahead and move with it if you have to. It helps me. Ready? <laughs> <laughs> this looks fucking good, right? We should play this for looks later. <laughs> Wait till that chip comes on that you were turned on by. If you have to, it helps me. It's like that song, it's like that band Rance. Was it Rance? No, Rance was more fun. Big Brown Betty. What the fuck? <laughs> What's that name of that thing? Uh, fuck. Right on the tip of my tongue. What are you talking about, though? Yeah. This one's so hard. It looks like she's jamming to it, too. Ha 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 ha! 
fuck, man. That's classic. <laughs> you like it. You're like totally in <laughs> <laughs> I thought you'd enjoy that. It's funny, right? Plus, we have Anvil on later. I thought the metal. <laughs> I like That's all, say, folks. Did you say I like to get dirty? <laughs> the pigs do. They do. Do you want to try to do a pig call? <laughs> go ahead. Here, go give me one. Okay, okay, ready? One. I'm going to do one. Go ahead. Okay, hey, brother. I, I've, I've never, I've learned a lot about this. I've never done this. I grew up in the city. <laughs> Oh, but, you're this guy. Um, I, I've learned a lot about it. I've re- I watched it, so here, here, here goes. Okay. Suey, suey, suey. Here, baby, baby. <laughs> you sound creepy. Give <laughs> <laughs> me your pig. Your pig. Pig, 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 pig. Pig. Piggy, pig. Pig. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about a real actor, pal. You do one. Oh, buddy. Oh, no. I did claim to know I could do it. No, no. It's a competition. We're doing a pig calling competition. The fans will tell us who's a better pig caller. Come on, Mike. I didn't say I was good at it, though. Let's see what you can do. I guess I got a knack. <laughs> yeah, you're pretty good. I think you missed your calling. <laughs> well, who says I haven't called pigs before in my past? That's true. Touche. No, no one knows your life. Oh, you don't know my life. No one knows That's your life. That's actually a good point. No one knows your life. So you're saying about a good actor. A good actor. So we put this came across me with Leo. Leonardo oh, Leo DiCaprio, DiCaprio in yeah, one of your favorite movies, which you've documented now in past shows. Yes, it is. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So that scene where he's um, in the uh, trailer. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about, uh, like, fucking just losing it. I'm trying to find something here. My bad. Uh, so it's got Leonardo DiCaprio's character freaking out in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was not on the script. Totally improvised. And Leo said he definitely had days like this before. Yeah. And Brad Pitt calling it one of the best meltdowns laid on film. So this scene here wasn't written by Tarantino. Leo did it all on his own. And I've seen this movie. You've seen this movie. I'm sure people watching have seen this fucking movie. Yeah. This is one of my favorite scenes in the movie, along with the hippie part where he's like, goddamn property taxes up the ass. No, I like when he calls her a ginger-haired little fucker. Yeah, that's after he's like, he's, <laughs> in the house, he's like, goddamn property taxes up the ass. They're goddamn fucking hippies. And then he goes out there with Get the pitcher of margaritas of and shit. shit. Yeah. Mechanical asshole this out of my driveway. Asshole my driveway. Yeah. So anyways, that scene and this scene were two of my favorite parts of the film. And they're both incorporate Leo. And he improvised them. Was well, that, that this this Ginger scene, fucker? that I might have been written in the script. This one's improvised. I was just I saying that, that was line. my second favorite scene. Little ginger-haired little fucker. I always play this because <laughs> this is amazing. So he says he actually goes through this. Yeah, and it's oh, amazing. He says he did it in real life. Yes, he does it all the time. Jesus Christ! Well, he takes Fuck. his crap seriously. He does. Shit! Damn it, Rick! Fucking lines! Embarrass yourself like that in front of all those goddamn people. Well, you're drinking all night. Fucking drinking again. Eight goddamn fucking whiskey sours. <laughs> <laughs> fucking <Okay>. bullshit. 
I've done that before with myself. You're a fucking miserable drunk. <laughs> you fucking remembering your fucking lines. I practiced them and now I don't look like I goddamn practiced them. You're sitting there like a fucking baboon. <laughs> <laughs> That literally that's sounds like me some mornings. Editing on that's this fucking is it. You stop drinking right now. Alright? Make a promise to yourself. You're gonna stop fucking drinking. Oh, fucking. <laughs> 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 I'm fucking fucking girl. You're gonna show that goddamn Jim Stacy. You're gonna show all of them on that goddamn fucking set who the fuck Rick Dalton is. Alright? You don't get these lines right. Look at that shot off the mirror, Audrey. I'll blow your fucking brains out tonight. <laughs> right? Your brains are gonna be splattered all over your goddamn pool. I mean it, motherfucker. Get your shit together. Fucking money. amazing. So money. Rick Dalton. I love that. <laughs> so good. So, so good, so buddy. So money. So money. Rick fucking Dalton. Cutting it a little close for time here, buddy, because we got our guests coming yeah, let's, soon. Let's get, let's get well, let's, uh, let's work into it a little bit. Yeah, we got Lips. I've seen them a bunch of times. I've seen them with you. Really, we're really excited about this for him to take his time, hang out with us. Yeah, we got a lot to talk to him about. We tons, buddy. I think this is gonna be I a good a lot interview. Of questions from watching the documentary. It's a which good point I haven't as done well. in a while, but I, I watched a bit of it. I watched a bit of I, it. Uh, I love. For the show. I love this group. Like I said to, I think I've told you off, Mike, that um, I've you play these songs in hockey locker rooms, March of the Crabs. <laughs> Metal on metal. Blood on the ice. Those were all big songs for me when I was younger. I'm excited about this. I know you are. I can't wait. Let's get lips. Anvil was one of those bands that just put on this really amazing live performance. They're a great band, yeah. I always liked Anvil. In the summer of 1984, Anvil toured the world with the biggest bands in rock. These guys are going to turn the music world upside down. All of them sold millions of records around the world. All of them but one. Hey, okay, just a bit of a okay we're back some of the people here like my couple of my buddies are like oh yeah they scratch their heads they're like oh anvil, anvil. i'm like how do you not know this great massive metal canadian group that has been like so influential on so many groups and then they're like oh yeah and then they remember the songs that we used to listen to in hockey like blood on the ice metal on metal march of the crabs i guess my question for you is how come like like even from watching the doc if anyone hasn't seen that doc uh anvil the story of anvil what do you think, like, how come it never really crossed over? You don't get that massive recognition in the United States. Is it just because you're from Canada or it just, just never parlayed was a bad manager? No, it's, it's part of it. Part of it has to do with, and, and what, what I've taken, taken a lot of notice in where, where the movie uh, took hold and where we have the, 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 the most respect and why. Uh, it's actually quite interesting, um, and it, it it really is reflective more of a, a societal uh, 
a societal view rather than a rather than what the band was doing you know it's like what's what what are the the ethics of a specific society what are the things that that motivate them what are the things that that they like or what are the things that they don't like right yeah and it, it's it's actually quite fascinating in places like sweden or england they have a very tenacious tenacious uh sort of uh being there they grab onto something they want to do and they don't let go and even if it's not successful they they'll 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 go down with the ship that's and that's and I mean that's the same thing with many European countries. But when we talk about North America, particularly Canada or or or, or America, when people get uh, you know sort of turned down or, or they they didn't get the success, they, they quit. Right. Just quit and go try to do something else. Have you right? thought? Have you thought of that yourself? Of quitting ever? Like, were you ever down? No, 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 no. no. I'm, I'm besides the point. I, have I thought about myself? No, obviously, I'm no, here after forty-five fucking years, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. It's, it's what I'm talking about is generally the, the attitude is I, I'm not getting what I want, so I'm going to quit and I'll try something else. Okay. Yeah, but I also think so like a, a lot of a lot of musicians, a lot of musicians that, that I've known through the years, they try to put bands together, and of course, everybody's out for all the musicians end up being out for themselves and in competition with their bandmates. And what does that do? That it breaks up the bands. Yeah, it creates right? turmoil, right? So that, that you can't get longevity. You can't you can't be around long enough for anybody to get to know what you are or what you're doing or 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 make it or even or even more importantly more importantly is finding your own identity. I think they're not they're not they don't stick together long enough to acquire an identity. You need to record a few albums to understand what where you are excelling, where that where uh, that that means socially what people are listening to um, what they like about your band and what you're and what you're actually doing should i sing like that should i should i use more melody should i you know like sort of somewhat tailoring uh, to your audience so that they, you're giving them precisely what they need i hear you. what they want i hear you and those, I, things, I think... those things like time and time and dedication if you don't do that whatever <laughs> you'll be you'll come and go yeah, I, I, I get it, man. So, Lips, I would say, though, that a North American audience, would you say, um, it, they, we, we're, we're, they like a new sound. They, they, want, they, they, they kind of want to be seeing what the new thing is. Do you think that that's kind of a part of it with North America? It's like they uh, only, uh, they uh, only yeah, want trend. they want trends. It's a trend. trendy. Yeah. Yeah, and do you guys, yeah. because you guys were hot, I remember. Like, everyone was saying you guys were the fucking hottest band in North America at one point as, as, a, as a metal band. Where do you think it slipped? Where do you think that? Where do you think the tide turned for you guys? Because it looked like you guys were on a on a rise to be bigger than any of these guys. You had the honestly, you had the coolest name, you had the best gimmicks. You had metal all, on they metal, all our, huh? They pulled all our record deals and all our management and everything else. We're gone. Was it disappeared was, for four four fucking years, man? Was it was it all management? Was it? That's all, what happened. You guys disappeared for four years. Yes, nineteen eighty three. 1987 nothing and and if you think if you had the if that four years you guys just sat in the recording studio did a bunch of music but a bunch of tours created 
like probably probably some of, of the moment, the momentum got lost. Oh. Oh. And what 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 was what they can't was the get reason? The back ever ever what? ever ever ever. You can't. Here I am, forty five fucking years later, still paying the price for the four years that I lost then. And that's due to man. And that's and that's you mostly back, man. And, and that's all management. Dude, all management, poorly managed. Well, this is basically and fundamentally what happened was we started growing. The thing was was we we made a huge a huge impact in Britain and we went to England and we even got the tour with Motorhead all over the UK. By the end of 83, by the end of 83, uh, record companies in the United States became slightly interested in what is this heavy metal stuff. Right. Because right? it was a new thing. So we're it was the first new thing in North America. It was like a new sound. Like right. no one had heard that shit yet. And it was, you guys were right. so fresh. And it was so fresh. It was so hot. So, you know, the, the, we, we, we got involved with, of course, uh, a couple of people that are very renowned, but particularly one of them, uh, David Krebs, who managed Ted Nugent, uh, Aerosmith. <laughs> those are big, those are big acts. Those are yeah, like, really, really the biggest management company in the United States at, at in that day and age. And you were with them. Now then, on the other, on the uh, the other option, was Johnny Z, who had invited Anvil to come to play to uh, play at a, at which our, our first show ever in the United States, come down and play a place called the Route 18 Flea Market, and that was in like just after the Metal on Metal album came out. It was just previous to us going to England for the first time. So. Yeah, people were interested. It was great. And Johnny was going, I'm going to, you know, he takes me aside at the end of the show. I'm going to fucking, I'm going to take you guys to the top. I've got fucking such visions. I know that I can break metal in this country. We got to do this. But meanwhile, I'm signed to a Canadian label. You can't get distribution in the United States, which was a big fucking hurdle. What was the the, the label? So Johnny told we got to get you a deal or get you to, away from there or something anyway right you got so, yeah you of course at the same particular time we get involved with david krebs so david krebs we're in the middle of recording the fortune fire album awesome album. we Thank got a call we, yeah we got a call in the fucking studio pack up your gear you're going on tour with aerosmith for five shows wow. fucking right all right so we're going oh fuck meanwhile we've got a we've got the producer in front we've got chris tangredi's with us in 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 Canada, flown in from from England. We'd already been in the studio for a week and a half, a week and a half, and we had already recorded a good portion of the bed tracks. What was it like touring with Aerosmith? Like, was there just pussy everywhere? Oh, I don't know. Come on! Well, I mean, I could get. We could go into into, into details about that that particular run. It, it was it was kind of messed up because. It was during the uh, period of time that Aerosmith and that Joe Perry had left. Oh, oh there's okay, okay. It was some dark uh, times for Aerosmith. <laughs> yeah, and, and and Stephen had injured himself on a motorcycle, so oh. we were playing the Philadelphia Spectrum, and their road manager comes running into our room, and he goes, "We can't get, we can't get, we can't get Stephen out of bed. He's oh, unconscious, and we're we're gonna get him in the shower." Go guys, go out. You got to play an hour and a half tonight. What? Oh, playing the- in Philadelphia Spectrum, 
in front of thousands of people that never heard of the fucking band before. <laughs> well, that's also that's a good awesome. thing, though, too, and right? You guys, must have melt, you guys must have rocked the house. Or were they fucking pissed? They're like, we're well, Aerosmith. People kind of sat on people kind of sat on their hands and going, "What the fuck are we watching?" Right? <laughs> and where's Aerosmith already? <laughs> but he's talking about legendary partiers, That's fucking amazing. Aerosmith, Lemmy. I mean, like it must just be insane. I guess it must have just been a shit show. I can't. I can't imagine how much fun you had. Like that must have been. That was that. Wasn't well, that? It, it, Sorry, it's what it was. Uh, anyway, David decided, okay, I'm going to manage you guys. That's great. Yeah. So, what's the first thing he does? He goes to our label in Canada. He goes, okay, I want to sell you. I want to get a deal for your first three albums down in the states. And they go, no. And they go, what do you mean, no? Well, when David t- invited all the labels to come see us, and they came to see us, and they're making offers to 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 put the albums out. Yeah. At zero advance. So you had no, they didn't want to give you the advance, which is, I, I, explain they to people. Give, explain they how. wouldn't give the, they wouldn't, they wouldn't give the label that had put out thousands of dollars recording and putting us on tour, they wouldn't give them a nickel for anything. So like, so explain well, that to the audience. They might pay you if, if they sell afterwards. And of course, no one in their right mind, listen, right. I'm not, I'm not. The, the record industry, the record industry is a little bit fucked up this way, right? When they give you an advance, it's like it's almost like a loan, right? To do your album, it is a loan. It's a loan, and then when you make the sales, I'm still you pay paying. Back the loan. I'm still fucking paying. I'm still paying for <laughs> fire and 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 metal on metal to this fucking day, man. That's fucking crazy. That's insane. So those were like You're in like the them? early late seventies, early eighties, and still the paying. Way they, the way that, the way that the business, the way that the business works, is you pay it off with your record royalties, completely, right. completely cross collateralized in those days. So that means if if the record sells for ten bucks, the the band's share of that ten dollars is a dollar, and that dollar is paying off the thousands that are owed against the recording. Jesus, <laughs> fuck. that's so fucked so, up. So uh, you're paying it off at a dollar per per sale. They're making nine bucks. Bastards. That's fucking crazy. So, so, but lips. When they z- say zero advance, how does that? What does that mean to you? Like now, you can't. You have no money to record the album. They don't give you any money, and then they no, no, still. No. no, no, you're not. You're misunderstanding. Oh, okay. The labels in the United States refuse to pay an advance to the label who had already paid for the records. Oh, so oh, okay. I, I, I misunderstood so that, that means too. No distribution in the United States. That also means no record deal. That means no no tours. That means bye bye. So, what David Krebs did was pulled us out of that record deal and left us dead. What well, do you think? He, do you think he didn't want you competing with his other artists, and that's why he fucked and did that? No, he was he was hoping that maybe if if, if he could get us disconnected from the label in Canada, that he can get us signed scot free to a, to another label. Right. Oh. But then all the American labels go, no, we want those albums because those albums will sell and yeah. give us capital to, to pay for the records that were for the future. Right. In other words, they don't want to take any money out of their own pocket. They want to use all the money that was generated or paid for by the Canadian label. Damn. So it turns into a, a greed oh, shit fest. That's so messed up. So, so, that's, that's what the, that's what that turned all, all turned into. And we got we got basically left behind in in a cloud of fucking in a cloud of doubt 
Well, shame on shame and, on a lot of people there. Shame on that Canadian label for not getting you fucking U.S. distribution. You didn't probably even need a U.S. label. You know? Oh yeah, they did because you can't. You can't. You, the, the records are still not out domestically in the United States to this That's fucking fucked. day. That's crazy. So there's a lot of people just missing out on these classic metal albums. We got we got lots of people in New York State. We got people out in Texas that listen to us. We're going to sh- we're we're gonna try to get you out we're there. We're going to spread this across America. Even if we get you a few more fans, I think this is a win because that's fucking disgusting. And, I'm not gonna and, lie to you. and like I was saying earlier, I think the songs right now even more relevant than they've ever no, been. You know, you can say who's fault. It's, it's the band's fault. You know, you could say yeah. it's the band's fault. What is it signed to the Canadian label for? Well, you're young, you were young men, we though. You were young years men. Ahead of, our, ahead of our fucking time. I know. No one would have want. No one wanted us. Yeah. You guys were ahead of your time. That's true. And Nick, you guys were young. Like, I mean, I'm sure that Canadian label. And that's why. You know, like yeah. the, the labels that did come see us, the American labels that did come see us, are going, "How are we going to market this? What is this stuff?" Right. It's metal on metal what is what it is. What do you call someone who comes out wearing a bondage suit and playing a guitar with a vibrator? What the <laughs> fuck is that? <laughs> That's a great gimmick is what it, it is. I'd awesome. fucking sell that shit. I would have signed you right on the spot just after seeing that. I know. Yeah, I but I was, we were going to say, like, so this lockdown is a bunch of horse shit. And, and I was going to say, like, you got some yeah, songs no. that kind of, like, prophesized the, this, the, I don't know. Like, I was, I was listening to Zombie Apocalypse today. And listen, like some of the lyrics, weapons of mass destruction may one day be employed. The human race is poisoned as chemical warfare is deployed. There's nowhere to run and there's nowhere to hide. Dawning of the dead and the endless homicide. Can I point something out? Look at the grin on his face. He loves hearing his own stuff. You could tell that he loves what he does. He's got a big grin on his face just from you reading it. I, I love this. The civilization will fall. There will be no justice for all. I mean, you're like a prophet. I, I, I read, I want, I'm listening to this, and I'm like, you know, death hey, and destruction becoming same, a routine. At, at the same time that, that you're impressed with that, I can show you. Go look at the at the, at the YouTube at the YouTube stuff, right? Yeah. And read the comments, and everybody's ripping and tearing, saying that I'm an idiot and that I don't that I can't write lyrics. <laughs> I think your lyrics are excellent. I, okay. I mean, that's, so, you know what, though? You gotta, take the, you, you, gotta take, you gotta take the fucking good with the bad, I guess. Um, which is the, what's the, the, the well, yeah, uh, that's right. I mean, I, 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 I could give two shits what, what some fucking meth head has to say. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Better to do anybody, generally, anybody who puts insults on YouTube, on YouTube videos is like Beatles, Beatles or Rolling Stones and says that they suck and they fucking should give it up. You know, it's like you guys have got nothing better to do but sit and fucking snort, fucking crack and fucking sit on the Internet and insult people. Right. I, well, you know what? The fact that they're listening to you and the fact that they're giving you some cred, that's giving them. Yeah, that says more. You know what I mean? That's giving you energy. I think that's that's actually in a positive way. I think somewhere. so, too. You know what I mean? Like they're giving you some energy. But the yeah, other I mean, song- well, their, their, their view got recorded as it got viewed one more time that's by it. you, asswipe. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, the song Slip Kid. Yeah, the song Slip Kid is, we did that for, for uh, Kurt Suter from the Sons of Anarchy guys. I know, I know. It's a fucking we, great we, we did a re-record of a, of a Who song. You get, that was a, that's kind of a big deal that you did a song for the, the Sons of Anarchy show. That's a big show. That's pretty cool. Yeah, we were even on it. 
I was a you guys were in I the show. A drug runner. <laughs> Wait a minute! I watched every episode. I don't fucking remember what seeing episode? you. Yeah, what, what episode? Season, season two, episode two. Season two, episode two. Okay, I'm gonna have to go back that and check that out. That was early on now. in the show before it probably was in like even a big hit, or maybe it was a big hit already. I didn't even know what the fuck it was. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's a good show. Kurt Suter and his wife Katie Segal lived across the street from the from the from the director of the Anvil movie. Katie Segal. Katie uh, Segal. Uh, Peggy Bundy. Peggy, Peggy Bundy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah holy that's, shit. That's, that's, that's Kurt Suter's wife. Oh, right? she looks good still. Yeah. And they lived across the street from the director, so we got I we became friends. <laughs> they they started watching the the building of the Anvil movie a year before two years before it even was out you know so oh, wow. they're coming over as it and watching the different different stuff being edited so we got to be pretty good friends and then eventually um once the movie came out and there's there's a lot of a lot of uh excitement in around it kirk got a got this idea i'm gonna get the two guys from anvil into the into the into the uh, cameo on the on the show and i'm gonna have them redo a, a who song Oh, that's so, fucking cool! It's it's awesome. Look, okay, awesome. that's so cool. You're talking. So about... I'm on fucking. I'm on the fucking on the team on the set, right? Yeah. And 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 Ron Perlman is is a genius. Man. Ron Perlman's a great actor. Un unbelievable. unbelievable. No, mean, one, this, no one gives Hellboy the cred that it deserves. This was my first... Oh, that's a dynamite movie. Yeah. yeah. Hellboy's. I mean, this is my first, first, first time ever watching a production being or being there at a production being made like that, and it was, it was astounding. I mean, basically what they what they're doing is he he shoots a scene, but from different angles, right. and he has to do the same thing a number of times. I know acting's one of the hardest like, gigs, man, and people don't people don't realize fuck, how fucking man. hard. I mean, the guy is. goes up and it's pristine, perfect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, three, four times in a row, like yeah. exact. It's hard it's as like, shit. It's one of the fuck. hardest jobs in the world. I, I, I he's think a consummate pro- consummate professional. Consummate professional. Thank you. It's consummate. <laughs> but I want to ask you, Lips, how did the documentary come about? Like, what was that? Something that you guys kind of spurred on, or was it someone that no, like, was no, like no. a big fan of oh, the band? Or no, no, no. How'd that happen? No, what happened was uh, the the director was was. Uh, was a, a very very old friend. Um, when we played the Marquee in London, England, in 1982, this kid comes knocking at the at the change room door, and we let him in. It's a 15 year old kid, and we're going, "Hey, man! Wow, it, we're, it's our first time in England. You know all of our songs. Wow! Like what? we're freaking out. That's you know, cool. You know, right? you know all your fucking songs. Bloody hell, you're fucking great, man. It's like, wow. Okay, this is fucking cool. <laughs> so. We, we make friends with these, but I mean, what could a 15 year old and 25 year olds have in common? Music. And that, he was well, really, really, really well informed on a, on a lot of stuff. And we became friends. And, and, and eventually, we, of course, we found out that his, uh, his mom had her entire family lived here in Toronto, Canada. So what happened was, Sometime, uh, sometime after we had met him in England, he comes. There's a knock at my door, and there he is. <laughs> He's in Toronto, right? and we have nicknamed him Teabag. And, and well, Teabag <laughs> showed up, and, and 
that's cool. great, man. And what so year was that? What year was I, that that he showed up in Toronto uh, to, with you guys? 2000-something, right? 2000-something? Pardon me? What when, year was it when he showed up in Toronto? Oh, that would have been, well, that would have been in around 80, oh, maybe 84, 85. Okay, so this, so he was kind of following. Like a year, a year, a year, two, a year or two after the, that we met him. He showed yeah. up and he showed up and we, we were taking him with the, as as a drum roadie because he played drums so and he, his his idol of all time was Robbo so he, Rob's he, he uh, he's one drummer. of the best drummers I've ever seen imagine imagine being a 16 17 year old kid and you're roadieing for your favorite fucking band that's I couldn't imagine cool that I'm fuck. not gonna lie to you okay, so the kid is 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 ecstatic and it, it's just it, it left an, a lifelong impression so yeah. to make a long story short um of course we lost touch with him in, in in a matter of time because you know being a 16 17 year old life changes right. he ended up going to university ended up oh fuck whatever a lifetime later a good 25 30 years later i get an email from teabag and he's going hey man What's going on? And I go, what's going on? Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, it's T-Bag. recorded like 12 albums since the last time. That's what's going on. Yeah, you guys have so much fucking music. It's so, crazy. And then he goes, listen. Yeah, he goes, listen, man. I want you to come down and visit me in L.A. And I'm going, yeah. what the fuck? You're living in L.A. now? He goes, yeah, yeah. I lived, moved down here a few years ago. And I'm, I, I'm, I'm all set up, man. I'm going to, I'm going to buy your way down i'm gonna pay for your ticket it's coming tomorrow and i'm going yeah right fucking right and i'm thinking of the 15 year old that where the fuck's he got money to, to pay right. for fucking flights and i'm thinking well if if the fucking plane ticket shows up i'm going yeah what the hell right right now yeah, free trip and sure, <laughs> sure as shit a fedex shows up and there's my fucking ticket okay so i go down to la hey i i get down onto the fucking platform to get picked up and i take a look and there's there's Sasha coming towards me in a little fucking blue Jaguar convertible. And I'm looking at him what? and I'm going, I'm going, what the fuck? The 15 year old is 35 years old. That's what I was yeah. going to say when you said 15 year old. Yeah. And he's, he's made like, it. I'm, I'm, I'm he's getting like, over that. And so, and he's like a producer in like Hollywood now. He's yeah, like but I have no, no idea what the fuck is. No idea. Right. So I get in the car with him and as we're driving, it goes, Oh yeah, man. I've been, I've been, I, I, you know, it's a Jaguar. I go, where the fuck, where you got money like this? Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, yeah. what is, what are you doing now that you, that you're successful? Like, you got a house down here and everything. Like, what the fuck are you doing? He yeah. goes, well, I got a gig. I, I, I wrote, I wrote a movie for Steven Spielberg, and I went, oh, what? What movie did you write? Goes, what movie is that? And he goes, he goes. He goes the terminal. And I go, oh, for fuck's sake! Oh, it's Tom Hanks. That's a good movie. Saw, That's a good I movie. Can I close you? <laughs> I don't think you get. Yeah, yeah. I saw it like a couple weeks before I even, and, and I saw his name there, but it didn't, it didn't well, sink in. Well, because it didn't say teabag. It didn't say written by teabag. Yeah, well, no, it's written by Sasha Gervasi, and I, I think I'm seeing things like I'm. Yeah, I can't be. Can't be the same guy. Couldn't be. Like, wow, that's a great movie. That's so cool. Is is working for Steven Spielberg. You don't even think that it didn't. It didn't even. It didn't even go that far. It just. It just didn't sink in at all. Yeah. And until that moment, I went, holy. 
That's cool as fuck. shit. That's cool as shit. What whoa, a life this kid's whoa. had. He was a roadie for Anvil. He wrote a script for Steven Spielberg. So what a great... We scripted that, that week, it was a, a fucking... So it was like a party and a half, man, the, yeah. the weekend. And um, we ended up ended up at, a, at, a, at his friend's place down in fucking Malibu Beach. Oh, Malibu. And that friend happened, mm-hmm. to, be the, happened to be Steve Zalian, who was, who was a, a, a producer or, or director or part of the, the, the Schindler's List people. Yeah, yeah. So he's an Academy Award winning fucking guy. And, and we're, I'm over at his house and... And the guy, I'm sitting out in the back of, on the, uh, on the beach with his wife as his wife is washing the, the dog and Sasha and, and, and Steve go back in the house and they're making coffee and he looks out the window and goes, who the fuck did you bring to my house? <laughs> That's <laughs> so crazy. So I start telling him, this is lips from the, this is lips from the band Anvil. He's a, he's a 50, basically 50 year old old rocker and he's still doing it he's put out all these albums and he's still fucking fighting to get get somewhere and the guy goes now that would make a great movie yes. oh and shit was, and that was the genesis of all of it wow but a week or two later sasha show sasha calls me says i'm coming up to toronto come pick me up at the airport and take me to my uncle marty's i go i do that i get to uncle marty's and he tell, sits me down he goes i'm making a movie about your band and then wow. i burst into tears and the rest is history. <laughs> wow, that is crazy. That is amazing. And and lips like I the, I've seen the documentary twice now. It's awesome. It's amazing. It's a great film. And I mean, there was a lot of footage from you guys like uh, from those years from like you guys struggling over the years. Was was it was was a lot of the documentary newly shot footage or was it stuff that you guys had like oh, archives hey, of? You see, the thing is that that made that what made that work, made it all work. And and it's you see, this is where everybody in the documentary business has got their head up their ass saying, I've got, got a fucking clue what, what you really need to do when you do a documentary about a band. Yeah. And where, where ours completely differed is the first 10 minutes gives the history. Yep. And the rest is now. I love the movie because it's, you could just see how much passion you guys have, how you guys, it's something like, you never want to give up on those, on not just a dream, dream but yep. your goals, your objective. You had a goal. You had a you had a mindset when you when you started this band. You had yeah, you were yeah, on a path. The thing is that God, okay, you see, okay, we're you're North American, okay. You're not gonna you're not gonna comprehend where, where I'm going with this and what I'm saying. First of all, it wasn't. It's not a failure. Anvil was never a failure, not even remotely. I never said that. You don't that. talk about yeah. a band saying you fucking blew it after 12 albums, okay? No. That's not no. blowing it. I, never... I don't give a fuck. No, no, I'm just saying generally, I'm not saying you do, but I'm just saying that, oh, you struggled, you struggled. You're always struggling. You're never fucking, you're never there. I agree. Okay? I agree. It's I always a struggle. I always say. That's really the truth. I always say and, there's, there's always and, something more than you know, want. And it's about the oh, journey. Oh, there's always, hey, it's people about the lay journey. on their desk and go, give me one more day. Exactly. Right? It's human. It's the human equation. I want more. I want more. Everybody give me more. wants more. That's right. And that's, that's it. That's right. Give but me it's, more. But it's about enjoying the journey. And I feel from that documentary that right. even though I think the biggest anguish was that you guys feeling like you needed more, you needed more, we wanted more, but you guys deserved more, really. Goddamn right. Fucking right. Like, that was the biggest heartbreak of that movie was just like, you guys, these guys fucking are culturally 
impactful. These guys, these guys changed the culture. And for that, they should, by, uh, by any means, at least get recognition. And I thought what was great about the doc was that they showed all these bands that did really, you know, Metallica make and all a that, huge yeah. Metallica slash um, Slayer. Slayer, you know, all these bands, uh, ACDC, they all kind of give credit to fucking Anvil and their influence on metal rock and, and breaking it through and breaking through to the mainstream. Like, for that, you guys deserved... A lot more. Yeah, you deserve all your more. flowers and everything. All you, you get it all. You get it all. Well, you get the sprinkles it, 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 and the it, it, toppings. The delicious brown crumbly stuff. Yes, I get the chair. Yeah, but it is what it, it, it is what 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 uh, Slash said. People people stole all the ideas and went went to town with it and yeah, left yeah. us for dead. That's what happened. Oh, that that's literally what, is what they say. Yeah, what and not even that's much the the name Anvil. It's such it's a good such name. A fucking good name. Like, how could you not mar- be able to market? Anvil. How did you come up with the name yeah, Anvil? Where'd that, that come from? Where'd that come from? Labels at the time didn't know what the fuck it was. You know, <laughs> it was the, so cool. It had to happen in their own backyard and start to domestically grow, and then it gets recognized. But if it's coming from outside the country, it's like, let's wait and see. How did you yeah. come up with the name Anvil? I'm sorry. <laughs> how did? How did He's it, laughing. How did Anvil come? <laughs> how did like? Where did that come from? What was Anvil like? What, what, what did that mean to you? Well, what 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 eventually what happened was when we first got signed to the label, the the, the band's name was Lips, and and the album was Lips Hard and Heavy, and well, <laughs> which I is a great that, name too, which is, which is all fine if if there's no such thing as heavy metal, right? Right. So, there, so it would have been fine if there was no such thing, but heavy metal was actually now beginning to rise particularly in the UK. So they're going look at guys, this is not a good a good name for the band because well first of all there's Lips Incorporated and you're you're Funky Town, not Funky doing, Town. I want to take me to Funky Town. You're not doing <laughs> Funky Town and playing <laughs> discos. Yeah. Um, and you're not horse lips. <laughs> and right. and it's 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 not it's not conducive and it's not conducive with the idea of what heavy metal is so guys go home and think about a name and what happened was of course we put we had a list of 500 names and quite quite honestly most of them got used by other bands come on it's just that it, oh yeah fuck if i started get, if i wish i had that list you go oh my god and these bands didn't exist yet. <laughs> That's so cool. So basically, basically had, we had, could have called the band anything. It didn't matter if they, that, that, that are all famous names today, but whatever. So what end, ended up happening was Rob thought, fuck, Anvil. The thing that they drop on the fucking Roadrunner, right? Yeah. Fucking good That's name. metal. Yeah, That's fucking, definitely metal. Yeah, it's heavy metal. And then as soon as he thought of that, he went, oh, fuck, the album's called Hard and Heavy. What could be more fucking matched than having the, the band name Anvil? So we took that that's into the amazing. record company, and of course they went fucking. They go, oh my god, that's fucking genius, man. Okay, <laughs> yeah. So, so Rob came up with the, the name. The first show that we ever, when the album came out in, in, in you know, some thirty-nine years ago or forty years ago, uh, the first show that we did as Anvil was opening for Motorhead. We did I a mean, double, double two shows in one night. Wow. 
I was gonna say, like, it sounds to me like you guys were one of the, like, at least one of the pioneers of heavy metal, maybe the pioneer of heavy metal. But who were the influences that kind of inspired you to do the music that you were doing? Well, by that by that point, like, I'm see, my my life is actually draws a complete parallel to the the growth and expansion of electric guitar. Okay. So fundamentally, from 1956 till 1966, what do you think I was listening to? What what right. was there? Chuck Berry. Chuck, rock and roll. Yeah. Right. Chuck Berry. And Elvis, yeah. It, it was the beginnings of guitar music. Right. And by the time Jimmy. by the time Jimmy, I Jimmy was, for sure. was ten, which is 1966, the, the Beatles and the Rolling Stones were all the rage. Right. The Stones, yeah. Everybody wanted a guitar. My yeah. dad, my dad, my dad's tailor shop was two doors away from a music store, and the guy from the music store said, "Listen, I need, I need to rent a tux, a tuxedo from you. Maybe we can do a deal. I'll give you an electric guitar if you give me the, <laughs> give me the tuxedo to use for the for the weekend." I mean, he goes, "Okay," and that was. At 10 years old, my dad brought home an electric guitar. I have I had an older brother of eight years older, so that became my guitar teacher and 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 in a major influence on me because he's bringing home all the albums. He had money. I was only a 10 year old, so what the fuck? Right. You know. So. So uh, so 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 so. Right away, you start learning. You start learning. Uh, you start learning everything from Secret Agent Man by Johnny Rivers to to all the rubber the Beatles rubber soul album right and Rolling Stones uh by by the time I was 12 I guess 13 then Hendrix right Right. by 1967 another another year later Hendrix came out and that was a you want to talk about game changing when I when I heard that I was going okay this is it man I know where I know where I'm going so, I you, know what I'm- so you wanted to take so you heard Hendrix and you're like wow look what he did with an electric guitar and then you wanted to take it even a step further than when Hendrix even go heavier harder with the electric well I mean I just, push just following it? just following what was happening the pattern course, yeah. after, after after Hendrix of course you've got the cream and you've got you yeah. got Led Zeppelin and then you fi- finally left uh, uh, you know a deep purple uh, Black Sabbath and I, I think that Sabbath is uh, metal. Sabbath. Now, they, I, I must have been 14. I was 14 years old. So that's already four years into playing guitar by the time Black Sabbath came out. Right. And as soon as I heard that, I went, that is the almighty. That's the almighty. Yeah. I love that. That's fucking. I and, couldn't and, believe my ears when I heard the first Black Sabbath album. Like I fucking, I know. Well, fucking it starts off with that. Iron Man. Iron Man is just such a, oh. oh that's, that's already the second album. Yeah. Just, oh. hearing, just hearing the rainstorm. The, the intro where he's like the, the bell Black going Sabbath yeah. the first time. I was fucking, I could not believe my ears. And, and Never, to, to this day, Lips, do you think that there's anyone that even comes close to that? Like even still? Like that, like Sabbath and, and what to they're to somebody to somebody who is fourteen or fifteen years old, yes. Yeah. To me, nah. No, no. You can't, you can't. You're what reinvent reinvention of, of a whole genre? Yeah. Nah, that's not gonna happen anymore. Is there is it's there over. any is there any new music that you that you listen to that you were like, wow, this is something special, or did that that maybe gives you that same kind of feeling that you got when you were fourteen when you listened to Black Sabbath? No. 
No. Nothing. Isn't that sad? Uh, let's, <laughs> let's face it. The, the, renaissance, the renaissance of rock music is over. Is over. Well, do you think, though... You know, and, 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 the, and the main, the main focus, focal point, which was guitar, has been so thoroughly uh, saturated throughout the entire music industry. And that means country and Western. It means every every aspect of the music industry has been has been saturated with electric guitar. Have you? So have the you, only way that the only way that you're going to start up a whole new thing is come up with another instrument. Have you ever heard the band Sleigh Bells? That revolutionizes, that revolutionizes the music industry, and I just don't see it happening anytime soon. So. Sleigh Bells is a band that, like, I think was pushing it in terms of what they were doing with sound and distorting sound, and and, and their their and guitar did, was real heavy. They did. They only had a couple albums, though, as far as I yeah. know. Yeah. But I was gonna say, Lips, have you ever considered maybe doing a solo acoustic, or like even doing some of the some of the songs you guys record, like Metal on Metal, as an acoustic, almost like a ballad, almost like a maybe like changing it to 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 maybe suit a new audience or or because uh, I think these songs are fucking I'm brilliant. Not, I'm not I'm not I'm not Taylor fuck all man. It's no. not what you do. It's just no, pedal pedal to the floor. Is, what, what you do is what you what comes natural and if you can't do it in a natural form then yeah. you're going nowhere. And for sure if you have to fucking if you have to fucking you know create something uh, and tailor it and you're only going to do it once. Yeah, but have you, have you ever... because it because it doesn't come natural. You're gonna you, you did so much so much research and so much thought into one particular focus. You, what what is that? That's not that's not how you make it. You yeah. got to make it on what you do and how you do it. And that's it. it it's it's got to be a natural process. But but it was it something. So, uh, yeah, having a hit single is an accident on purpose. And it's like lightning my, in a bottle. From really. my perspective. It's like lightning in a bottle, really, right? Would you say like it's timing? It's 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 the it's the yeah, lighting, it's, it's right, the, yeah, right place, right time, right, right yeah. inspiration, right it's, sound, it's a whole fucking combination. Right. Listen, when I wrote the song "Metal on Metal," it it was the furthest thing from my mind that that was going to be on the radio, or I'm that gonna, people are going to remember it. How long did it take my, you? My, my my thoughts, my thoughts on the "Metal on Metal" album. I I thought the song "Metal on Metal" was the biggest embarrassment on that record. Wow, that's crazy! Because and the reason I felt that way is because of the simplicity of the song, and that I wasn't really—it was really gruff, harsh singing, which is, I thought, it was more of an attitude than it was talent. And I mean, I'm I'm giving it from the writer's perspective as to how I felt about it. But but at the same time that I felt that way, it's 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 irrelevant because the. Because the audience listened to that and they went, "That's you." That's the impact it made. But how long did do you remember how that writing that song? Like how it came to you? Like how long it took you to write it? Ten minutes. Fucking just like all the great songs. <laughs> they all feels say like that. It's 10 that's minutes. what I mean. You're not going to do this by fucking sitting down and fucking, uh, you know, brain. What am I going to think? Am I going to think? No. It, what it happens is go. Da-na-na-na. I got a new song. Which, you, you do that, the smoking so money, which brings you did that smoking thing. So your this brings us to our your new album a little bit called uh, was it Legal Now or something Le- like that? Legal Now. Legal, Legal now? at last. Yeah. Legal at Legal last. At thank last. you. Thank so you. you were supposed to have a tour, which now got shut down to the pandemic. Fucking pandemic, ellipse. Yeah. 
bullshit. I've I'm listened. Gonna... I've listened to the few new tracks. And you know what's and... really interesting? You're gonna love this fucking this 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 dish fucking drives me fucking crazy. We've been doing this for what forty five years. We've got fucking. This was our eighteenth album. It comes out and it's the first time it's made fucking charts in Germany. We go to England. We start our fucking tour. We do seventeen shows. The whole fucking thing gets closed down. We had uh... sixteen shows. That sucks, man. You're immortalized. You Essentially, now you can find them. Yes, I'm immortalized. I, I, I you will live goal. on yes. forever. You will live on forever, and like forever and, and ever and ever. That to me, that to me is isn't that the, isn't that all anybody ever wants? Absolutely, yeah, all, like the, you're a goddamn oh, legend. What else? What else is there, really? This guy's a metal you legend. Know, it, it legend. I mean, for, for, for the after. For the after effects, certainly. I mean, the after effect. I'm here now, and that's all great. But it's the after effect. Will I still be here when I'm gone? I th I think you're. I think that's almost a big question. And you know what? That sounds like a great fucking idea for a song. There you Will go. Oh, you heard that here. Here we go. I want to hear. Can we? Can we guess? Like can we guess can vocal I, on I it? Can we just come I'm on gone. and be like legend? Just do like drops in yeah, the song take for some you. Samples from the show. <laughs> And we'll fucking. Am I here after I'm gone? I, I, should, I, we've shouldn't gotta, about, I shouldn't be talking about things like this. It's probably not good luck. <laughs> no, no, we. But, uh, especially, especially in these day, this day and age of, of, of <laughs> zombie apocalypse. There you oh, go. Jeez, I know. Great tune. Great tune. Zombie apocalypse. Uh, we've got a game for you. Yeah, uh, uh, bear with us. Since you're a master of playing the guitar and with a vibrator. And I don't think we ever got, actually, before we get into the game a little bit, I don't think we got his response on how that came to be, where, where that came from, the idea of the vibrator. The vibrator. I think we're. I, think our, I, I thought it was. We never finished explaining. You had that. You, you had the glitch. Yeah, the one, issue. One issue. Yeah. So how did that come about? Was that like. Was that uh, was that something you just bought, or was that something you grabbed from your old lady? Like what? No, what, it, what, what happened was we we would we sat down as a band and we go, what are we? What kind of fucking stage antics can we pull? What can we do so that when people come to see us, they never forget for the rest of their life what they saw? Right. This this is this this was what we were thinking, and and it goes beyond the music. We're thinking, we're thinking in the in the sense, show business. Showman, when I yeah. Say show like, business, yeah, you're showman. almost like an Alice Cooper type thing, like what, with the show. What, what, yeah, what's what? What gives the lie in the roar, right? It's right. Like uh, Ozzy bit the head off bats. Yes, yeah. Kiss Alice Cooper. Alice Cooper. Yes, they all have yes, got that shit. Yes, Ted Nugent. There you go. Yeah, exactly. The list goes on. It's it's about being North American. It's about what are you giving the people that's unique and that. They'll never forget seeing you, and you're going to leave a mark forever. And they keep talking are, about too. Are, yeah. are, are, are things that you're looking for? And what 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 happened was we, we of course all the songs. If you look at the first album, every song's about sex, one way or another. Yeah. So <laughs> what what was what, what what who came up with the idea to, to play with a dildo? Like was it? So well, I'm just saying it came from the, it, it. It really the shock value. Of the idea came from I'm going to do something no nobody has ever. So that, was that, it your idea? Oh yeah, absolutely. And what what it was, I, I thought immediately. I thought, wait a second, that can, I, it's it's hard plastic. Yeah, that could be used as a, a bottleneck. That was my first thought. I mean, I've used. You can use a beer bottle. You right, can you use, can pick with a beer bottle. Yeah, you, yeah. Can, you can use a medicine. You can use a, a 
any kind of hard plastic sur surface to pick. Okay, yeah. and in fact, and in fact, when I was a little kid, they had this they had this toy called Motorific. Okay. Okay. Now Motorific was the was this. It, it had a chassis. It was a, a small little pl a plastic, a square little plastic. Uh, uh, dinky toy basically like a, you know like the, the car the cargy or corgi uh small little metal cars but these things were made of completely of plastic and and they fit together yeah they run on two 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 uh double a batteries and they had this little tiny square motor and everything was modular so yeah. you could take the motor out of and you could buy an, another chassis and car like you could buy the cars separately and use the same electric motor in all your cars. Yeah, it, it, everything was removable. Right. Anyway, right. I was, and and all it could do was go in a circle or go straight, and that's all it was with a battery, a little fucking thing like that. Okay. And I had, I had, my, and at, of course, at, at ten years old, I had an electric guitar, and I go, what happens if if I run this plastic? this plastic car on the strings yeah so and and just let it go down the strings by itself because right. I, I realized that anything hard plastic would, would 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 vibrate the strings enough to get a sound yeah that it it it, it affects the string in the way that it stops it it changes its modulation oh interesting right? yeah so i'm yeah. thinking Fuck! This car goes by itself. What would it sound like going down the strings? Right. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that, that's what I'm thinking, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm not even thinking about the motor. I'm not thinking about the motor. And I put the the, the car down onto the onto the guitar, and of course the motor goes through the pickup, and you're in this like whoa. whoa. Yeah. I mean, like a, ten times the volume of of your strings because of course it's a magnetic field into a magnetic field right yeah that's interesting. unbelievable so, so you that got... was that was where i had discovered what an electric motor does when you bring it near a pickup yeah so this has to be a motorized dildo otherwise the the, the effect doesn't actually work out as well well that's what it, yeah it's it's not just a bottleneck it's the the motor it's like the two things the two things combined was was what 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 immediately drove me there, and yeah. and 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 it was because we were going well. We're going to hang stockings from the from the mic stands, uh, maybe a couple pair of panties, and, you know, <laughs> and and all this fucking you know uh, feather boas, and and we actually collected a bunch of this shit and tried to do it at our first gig. Oh and, yeah. Oh yeah, at, at the very. Because we, this is this is uh, you know when you're talking about a bunch of a bunch of 18, 19, 20 year olds, what are we getting? You know, we got we're coming up with ideas, right? And we just did this shit, you know. And on top of that, then then it turned into well, that's who's good? we're not gonna we're not gonna do that. It's just fucking useless. It looks fucking it looks not right. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just like what the fuck you hanging nylons from your fucking mic stand it's like, it's like stupid you know what i mean yeah it, it, it just didn't it just wasn't cutting it you, you were hanging them from the mic stand Puss, the, the pussy claws was coming the first item 
Uh, we get to the gig you do, up in Quebec City. You do it the first night. You're kind of scratching your head. No, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> and then it all goes back in the box and you never do it again. I, I, it I was that but I the vibrator, however, the vibrator, that people are fucking freaking out. I imagine, I imagine with the dildo, especially with all the, the, the fans, the lady fans that you have, that it, it arouses a lot of interest that maybe, what else can this man play and what else can this man do with a dildo? And I just imagine you had a lot of, you had a lot of women, f- like, you know, after you. Crazy uh-huh. Beatles, like you know, no, crying no, was, and plus with no, the name no, lips, no, just dripping, <laughs> dripping for lips. No, 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 no. Come actually, on. actually, no. It worked quite the opposite. Opposite. You didn't what? They thought you were creepy then. Yes. Yeah, you had you had a harder time getting late. <laughs> wait, wait, wait a second. I don't buy it. You became a rock star and you had a hard, harder time getting laid. You know what you're telling me? This is what you're telling me. It's not. It's. I wouldn't. It, it depends on how you want to look at it. I didn't. I. <laughs> I want to say, was it harder or easier to get chicks after you became a goddamn rock oh, star? It was much easier. Yeah, that that that's the whole point. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah, right. I'm gonna say, like, what the fuck? Yeah, like anything that wants to sleep with me, I don't want to sleep with them. Oh, <laughs> I so the, you know what I mean. It turned, so you were it, it somewhat turned. It somewhat turned into that because okay. it, it, there's something not. I see. You lose the it, it, maybe you lose the hunger of the hunt because it, it's just it, thrown at it's you. It's just thrown at well, you. Yeah, like that lifestyle. That lifestyle. You you got to be the kind of person that's going to do that. Right. You weren't into you, that. You, know, you weren't into I'm the not, music. I, I, I just, I, I can't relate to it. I can't. It's just not. You weren't doing it for the groupies. You weren't doing it for the drugs. You weren't doing no, it for no, that that's shit. A, that's, that's exactly it. You were that, doing it for the fucking that, music. My vocation. Because obviously, it was your vocation. It was your vocation. Music. That was it. It wasn't like yeah. yeah it, it's it's not it's not my it's not my focal point. Hey, yeah. let's, we had another musician on a local musician, a talent who's a good producer out in this area. And he said being on stage performing for somebody is the greatest orgasm he's ever had compared yeah, to sex. Is, is that sex. true? It's better than sex. He said, look at the smile. So being, on, I'm going to take the smile as a confirmation that, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. There's, I don't know. <laughs> there are two, two different things, but they but ultimately, they do the same thing at the end of the day in the yeah. sense that you get a happy ending. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's a bit well done there, sir. In an emotional state. Yeah. yeah. It's emotional. a bit addictive. It's a bit addictive, that rush, that high, you know. Oh, it is addictive. But yeah. the whole phys- physicality of it, it is, is addictive in the sense that you're releasing endorphins from from the physical from the physical exertion alone, you know you 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 raise your blood pressure and your and your and your heart rate yeah. and you're you're sweating profusely and you're <laughs> you do sweat a lot. I've seen your shows. You do sweat a lot. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's that's me tying my it's shoes. A, it's, a, it's, a phys- <laughs> it's a physical it's a physical thing. It's like I'm gonna go I'm gonna roll, go run ten blocks and. It, I probably see, so you know, and now that this lockdown, I'm going to need, and I, you see that I have a lot of problem with my knees and stuff. So it's not any pleasure to go running. 
Yeah. Has, how's the lockdown been for so you? That, that, that doesn't work for me, but I can certainly certainly still headbang and run across a stage, but I'm not I'm not I'm not talking about running running five miles. I can't do right. it. <laughs> has the lockdown been helpful for you creatively? Have you has it given you time to maybe sit down and flush out some ideas, write some music? Oh, what it what what it what it has done it's 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 you somehow you right now because you get to really really focus in on the preciseness of what you're writing yeah okay yeah but you said yourself that it's simple it's a simple song there's no interruptions there's no interruptions you get to use your utilize your time properly in the sense that like generally speaking i'll write a lyric Okay, and then I'll go to Germany, and the guy will go, "Okay, lips, I want you to sing me a song. Let me hear what you got." Every time I hear a German speak, it sounds angry. Sit down and show me what all what what are you going to do? Oh, that's no problem. <laughs> so we sit with the lyrics and I show that show them how this stuff's gonna work, and then I go out and I attempt to do it naturally. That's it. I yeah. build right there from nothing, from zero to now I'm creating. And I like that I feeling that. because because it could be anything. It could be anything. And we can, and we can even change the lyrics and it won't matter. Do you think that We're uh... making it up? It's making it up as you go, so to speak, like it's spontaneous, and there's a certain aspect. Do you ever? Do you ever I, did, I did a I did a few albums like that. You come in prepared, but not a hundred percent. Do you think like creativity comes from the divine, like where the ether, like where does it come from? Like where do you think that that is it? Like is it like um is it like a, a beacon from God? Is it? Do you think it's your innate talent? Where do you think where do you think it comes from? I always think about that. Where does creativity come from? Where's the song come from? I don't, I don't, I don't know how to answer that. Huh. It is, it is, it is another universe. It is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> it is a universe. It's the same universe that takes me, that takes me on these, uh, you know, daydream, daydream shit. You know. Yeah. I, I dream a lot. I, 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 I am one of those kind of people. Um, you're you're creative. You're you got one of those minds. When you and like look what you brought into the world. Something that would have never existed. Something that's brought so much so so many people so much joy. Very creative, buddy. You already and thought connects, of a song music during connects. this interview. Music. I know. I know. I can't <laughs> wait to hear. I'm, I'm it. really I'm I'm really grateful that I, that I get to do this, man. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's such an extension of my of my being. I, I couldn't. I can't. It's what I do best. So why would I? I it, it's been hell trying to just get to do that right and and now i'm a point i'm actually at a point where the last 14 years that's what i got to do that's yeah. awesome and you know what and i actually think the best is yet and to come I have no deliveries no going Fuck. to another job no doing what you love worry. When, awesome. when people watch this, they're going to see the joy in your face when we start talking about your music and Mike's reading your lyrics. I, I, and it's inner, it's inner, it's, it's inner peace. It's there. It's wow, that's awesome. 
I, and I, I, a contentment, yes, and always give me more. But it, to me, more is write another song. And do you think? Do you think another, lips? Do you think lips? Like write another song. That's yeah, what more do, is. Do you think like there's a there's um there's a piece left in you, a song that is your best, that's going to be your best, that's yet to come. Do you or do you think? Do you, do you worry about that, that, that maybe I've done my best, my best work's behind me, or do you feel still like I still have something left in me that's going to be better than anything I've ever made? I, I, don't, I, don't, pit, I don't pit myself against myself. Um, it's, I never really think that way, and I don't think, I don't, I, don't, I also... I, I still think that what I thought was a great song when I was 15, I still think is a great song. Right. So when I write music, I still write music in the way that I always have and always will. So I don't, it's, but do, but do you think, am I, am I going to outdo something that I did? It's not even a question about, about doing it. It's I'm not, not even it's saying about, that. I'm just saying, it's saying, about it's about being able to actually come up with something a little bit, even if it's a little bit different. Yeah, fresh. Even if, even if it's, it, it, uh, there's always a sense of something is different because you're you're in a different mood. It's a different day. It's a different time. So it will be different regardless. No, even if I took an old song and tried yeah. to do it, it'd never be the same doing it again today. I know. So yeah, but so, I think, yeah, but some artists kind of reach a reach yeah, a. Do, but being the same writer all along, yes, there's going to be similarities. I'm still pulling from the same same places, in, uh, inspiration-wise. Like, yeah, uh, I find a song that's in the field of Iron Man, or I find a song that's uh, uh, in the field of Sweet Leaf, or the, a song that uh, just a riff. Not that it sounds like it's in the field. You know, the same drum beat, same drive, underdrive to the riff, and that. That, that attracts me, but it's attracted me countless times through my career. So I've got songs in those specific fields. Yeah. And that's what, what that comes from. And that's what it's, the, ultimately that's where it comes from. It's not that I'm trying to copy myself. I'm still copying the Other, same stuff that no, I, I love. I get it. In, in a, different, a different version of it. I get it. it. I, guess, I, guess some, I guess what I'm getting to is like some artists feel like, you no, know, I've done everything I think I can do. Like I've done everything I wanted to do. I think I've put out what. Oh, you know, there's never. That's just bullshit. That's, just that's bullshit. What that is. Well, later on, later on, they they realize it and they try to play catch up later. Right. Yeah. They try to put album uh, way, 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 way late now in their career after they've been and gone and for a long time. Yeah. It's like no, you keep doing it. The guy who wins is the guy who writes the most songs. Yeah, and I and you, eighteen albums the later, the most, the most hit, or the most money. It's the guy who wrote the most songs. The longevity, and the longevity. Your your catalog is so longevity. deep. Well, yeah. it's it says longevity and then it says creativity. Two things. Yeah. What could be more important than those two things? Nothing. Incredible, incredible. Okay, well, let's get to this let's game. Let's get to this game. So let's get back on this. Up. So, so we, we started with you. the question with the vibrator. I want to break in. So you're like a yeah. master of these sexual toys. We got a local artist and a friend of the show to uh, play songs with a vibrator and without. And, and without. Okay? I'm going to play you a track, 
and you have to guess if it's played with a vibrator or without a vibrator. You dig? Okay. Are you down with this game? <laughs> okay, it's gonna be tough. It's tricky. It is gonna be this a lot tricky. Good he's, with a he's a talent. He's pretty good but with a vibrator. Figure, not as good as you, but not he's as there. good as you. No, you're the pioneer. But we figure if anyone's gonna know, yeah, it's gonna be Lips. Know, what, are you, what are you gonna be playing? Guys? Oh, they're all play, they're all metal they're songs. All metal songs. Okay. I'll tell you the name of the song, even the artist. But I'm sure you're gonna know the artist as well, soon as I tell you the song. Tell, we'll tell him afterwards. Maybe we we'll play it first and see. You know, he'll hey, guess well, it. if he wants to guess it too. We could do that get too. It. But yeah, get it. okay. So we've got songs played with or without. What'd you think? With or without a dildo? This... First of all, did you recognize the song? Yeah, of course I recognize the song. It's Pantera, but I what somebody is doing this with their guitar? Yeah, the guitar, guitar. They're playing somebody's their guitar. They they're playing every instrument on the track with or without a dildo. Oh, it sounds like you probably could play. That. Yeah, sure. With a dildo? With a dildo? Mike? That is with a dildo, and the song was Pintero, Walk, which he hit on the head. He hit it on the head. You want to hear that again? Let's hear that one more time. Let's hear that one more time. So the song is... Let me, let's give him a shout out. He's a local musician in the Niagara, producer, everything. Uh, he's a, you could check him out, some of his solo work, by searching Alan's World, by searching Alan on any streaming platform. Friend of our show. You don't know friend his full of name? Our, uh, that's all the information he gave me. He okay. didn't want me to put his full name. He okay. just wanted him to search that's Alan's a World. That's famous. Okay. That is. Uh, <laughs> so we got a couple more. So that one was with a dildo, Walk Pantera, with a dildo. Let me okay, see let's see the next one. With or without a dildo. Did you hear that one? Uh, I, I only heard little bits of pieces of it. I, That's strange. Know, it wasn't in long enough so I could tell. I, I, I can't even funny. tell what song it is. It was Dirty Deeds. It was ACDC. You're absolutely right. It was ACDC. Maybe he's smacking it, but he's, it's not bottlenecking. He's banging it against the uh, strings, maybe. So it is with a dildo, uh, you're saying? You're saying with a dildo. 
Yeah, yeah, it is actually with the dildo. You're two for two. Two for two. Two for two with the dildo. Let's try one more more and let's see which one plays louder here. I think the mic's on this side. Okay, so I'll play it here. You can see the levels here. If it's not levels aren't going, we're not. He's not hearing it. Okay, let's try this one. This one you're gonna get because I believe you've toured with this group before as well. Okay. You heard that, right? You heard that one? Yeah, I can't I, I can't tell. The song is For Whom the Bell Tolls by Metallica. It's For Whom the Bell Tolls by Metallica. If you had okay, to take well, a... Okay, I, it's sort of, I, I guess I was kind of thinking it was that, but it sounded so so incorrect though. <laughs> well, so what does that what does that okay. lead you to say that what it might be to, with or yeah, without a dildo? With or without a dildo. It's kind of messy. I can't probably with a dildo. Yes, it is. That's I, right. I, I You're absolutely believe. right. He got him. He got him all. That's hilarious. That's incredible. <laughs> I I couldn't tell. Lips. He's playing me this game, and I'm like, he's not going to be able to tell. They sound the fucking well, same. It's like, funny that he points out that it sounds messy because he's like, it sounds messy. That's because it's played with a cock. Wow. <laughs> I'm fucking impressed. Yeah, he played it with a cock. <laughs> Lips. I get trying to tell what they're trying to do, and I'm going, that's a mess. It's a fucking mess. Play that that again. Which one do you want to hear again? Which one do you want to hear? They try to play, that's for who the bell tolls, right? Yeah, that is for whom the bell tolls. For whom the bell tolls. And I'm going, is that what I'm hearing? That is for man, that's pretty fucking bad. That's it again. Well, he's playing it with a dildo. I can only tell from the... Uh, he did say it was difficult, Lips, to play with the dildo because, like you said, he was slapping it. <laughs> so that's Lips, you fucking nailed it. This guy knows the dildo guitar playing. <laughs> Holy shit. I mean, we do have one more if you want to hear it just for fun. You're telling me that that's what he's doing, but uh, is he? Yes, I, we, we have videos of it. We have video of it. We're going to play the video. <laughs> We're going to play the video over this interview, proof. and we'll show you proof that he did. But play like, the video. He did, I, can, I, can play, I can show right in front of the screen. He was 100% correct. That Anyway, for me, I think I do it like five or three or five different ways. It's five different things you can do with them. Yeah, <laughs> you could do many things with them. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> no, but I mean, like on a guitar. Right. Okay, I, this I, I, is I, I, him for whom the bell tolls playing. He said it was yeah. very difficult. Lips. He said it wasn't. It would have been easier to play the drums with two dildos. He said. Yeah. He... And he's not using the he's not using the correct kind of dildo either. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so no. We 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 we, we gave that. Rubber ones, which you can't use for bottleneck. Yeah, that's uh, what we gave him. Not very well. In his defense, he Good did tip. say it was extremely difficult to play with that. Mike, Mike bought the dildo. I bought the dildo. I had no idea what I was doing. He didn't know what he was I doing. I should have contacted you first, but that would have thrown the game talked. away. You should have consult with, if you want to play a guitar with a dildo, consult Cult, with the man who invented it. Who invented the dildo pick. Yeah. <laughs> 
please. So, Lips, what do you do to keep your hair uh, maintained? Like, do you comb it every day? Do you brush it? Uh, yeah. It's, do, you, it's, do you cut your own hair? A hair? I use a hair pick after my shower. That's what you use a hair pick. I've heard a lot of people say the hair pick. I get a lot of knots in my hair. And I, and I, it's, uh, generally, it's generally what I do is I, I shampoo every second day. Every second day. That's a good tip. Every second day. But I use conditioner every day. Every oh, day, I like this. That's the first. He asks any guests that we have with long hair as you bite under, under the under the shower, he put put a, a like <laughs> one good drop of fucking conditioner through it. Yeah, rinse it out, and then when you get out of the shower, you take the hair pick, and it goes right through. Right through, and no, then you keep, you keep all the no knots tangles. out. That's what keeps the tangles out. No tangles. Yes. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> I get you. That's a good tip. It's a good tip from Lips. Excellent tip. Uh, anyways, Lips, yeah. thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for your when, time. You no were a lot problem, of fun. Man. When you want to, ever want to come on the show to plug anything, we you are welcome to come back at any point. It was Buddy, so we much fun. In, we were invited to the studio. you got to hand deliver him a I, t-shirt when it's safe. Yes, I want to go to the studio. I want to hear new music. I love Anvil. I want to hear more Anvil. I want to go to another live show. Like I, I cannot wait for them to come back. stated earlier, Metal on Metal and March of the Crabs are two of my all-time favorite metal, metal songs. Metal on Metal might be one of the best metal. Like, I think it might be the best metal song ever what? written. It's, it's up there, buddy. And there's nothing uh, wrong with it. And that's my, a local Canadian product. It's up there. It's, it's, it's like... It's like well, it's Ten minutes to write it, man. Wow. Fucking right. Fucking crazy. I love that story. I love that story. I love it. Ten minutes. And he thought it was going to be a... Well, I mean, it was going to be done. was... I, I think it was Robbo who said every verse should start with metal on metal, and then then we just went from there, and then we just filled it filled it all in. It's and just it so stopped. fucking That's classic. I can hear it in my head to, now. He sings it all the time. My, like, like, it's, I mean, it's stuck how, in his how head. Hard, how hard was it to do? Like it's not that hard to do. It's just do it, and and, and the music was there, so the vehicle was there, and it's the right place, right time. You know what I've kind of learned got, from this a little exposed, bit. Got exposed, and it did what it did. That's it. You know what I've learned from this lips a little bit? Seeing you're smiling when we're talking about stuff. Do what you dig. Do what you dig. Do what you dig. What makes you happy? And and then and then if anyone else digs it, they'll make them happy too. Yeah. And that's what you're doing. That's right, because that's all you can do. That's all you can do. There that's you all go. you have to do. That's what we that's do. What, that's what, why why does it have to be why is it anything else? I only people say that it, it's something else. I, I don't which is not really my me. So why do I care? I don't. I just continue on and exist in my own daydream. Okay. <laughs> and it's a wonderful dream it is. It and is thank it you is. for sharing it with all of us. Yes. Uh, Lips, honestly, yeah. you're a Canadian legend. You're a rock legend. You're a heavy metal legend. And I salute you. Thank you. Thanks, man. We salute you. We'll keep in contact with you, Lips. We love it. You're an angel in our town. Thank you. Thank you so much, okay. Lips. Have a good good afternoon, gentlemen. Keep on you rocking, too. brother. And don't forget to condition that hair today. <laughs> yeah, right. Every day. <laughs> Every day. Every day. We don't stop. Thank okay, you, Lips. Thanks, Lips. Bye. Bye-bye. All well, right, that man. was... Uh, so we had Lips on? Oh, he's still there. On. Oh, okay. there we go. That lips. was Lips. Everybody from the legendary from metal group. Anvil. What an interview that was. Buddy, amazing. I'm a big fan, and I'm so grateful I've, for him to come I've, on the show. The, even I was already a fan before. Now it's gone even up. Listening even to more. Buddy, when you read those lyrics, I know I've said it like probably a dozen times during this interview, mm. but his smirk, his pride yeah. in his work, he was so happy. And you were just reading them. Yep. He was like, man, this guy really loves what he do, does. And you know what? Everyone should fucking go out and listen to their shit. If you haven't heard Anvil, and you're hearing them here for the first time, yeah. Check that shit out. 
Yeah. And if you, and if you want to hear someone's heart and soul that's not in it just for all the wrong things, yeah, he's like not, a lot of rock stars he do. He just said he's, he's – I bet you he's probably working on his first million. Like, you know what I mean? Like He's this still guy, working. He's on a grind. He's on a grind. And, and you know what? And you guys should go out and support him. Anvil, thank you. Lips, thank you. Yeah, Maybe next time money. we can get them uh, Rob in here too. We'll get him in the mix. I think we should. I'd have like him to again. interview Rob. I think Rob's honestly one of the best drummers uh, to ever. I've seen him play. I'd like to yeah. ask him about his. I remember seeing him perform. He had that that classic grip. I wonder if he had yeah. a lot of lessons before instead of just banging. Because he holds I, it like a classic drummer. As far as I'm not a musician, but he has a different grip. Yeah. On the on the, the almost the like um, who's the who's drummer Pete? Um, no, Pete Townsend's no, the no, guitarist. Townsend. Oh, um, um, who's the drummer? You look like an asshole, it's not me. You make me look like an asshole, man. Uh, anyways, him. <laughs> what the fuck? I can't. Re- I can't. Yeah. Anyways, he has a classic grip too. Yeah. Um, anyways, they do lips. Do. Angels on our town. This was great, Mikey. Great episode. Fun, fun, fun. Thanks. We had some good little topics at the beginning, but we laid heavy on the anvil because yeah. you know what? Canadian legend. Thank you. Guy was awesome. Yeah. Took a lot of day out of his time. You know. I know. And this was our uh, you know first recording back after the tragic death of DMX. It was really. <laughs> that was really tough on me. And uh, but it's good to be back. And um, yeah, peace, uh, buddy. I'm happy to be doing it. Salut, salut. Thanks for joining us. Everybody. I like your name a lot.